Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 30th day of November, the last day of November here together, the last day of the second month before the last month. That makes it a year, which means we will be all the way through the Bible in chronological order after today in one month. Just a little focus for you if you are struggling to stay here and struggling to stay focused you're almost there you're almost there you can do it we can do this together we are continuing in the reading today in the book of first corinthians uh, picking right up where we left off yesterday and we'll be reading chapters five through eight and this week we're reading the new international version first corinthians Chapter 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that even pagans do not tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife, and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and have put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this? For my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus on the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled, and I am with you in spirit, and the power of our Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast, so that you may be a new unleavened batch, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been crucified. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old bread leavened with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral, or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. But now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slanderer, a drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. If any of you has a dispute with another, do you dare to take it before the ungodly for judgment instead of before the Lord's people? Or do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life Therefore, if you have disputes about such matters, do you ask for a ruling from those whose way of life is scorned in the church? I say this to shame you. Is it possible that there is nobody among you wise enough to judge a dispute between believers? But instead, one brother takes another to court, and this is in front of unbelievers. The very fact that you have lawsuits among you means you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong. 
and you do this to your brothers and sisters? Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Now for the matters you wrote about. It is good for a man to not have sexual relations with a woman. But since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. Now, to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do, but if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and a husband must not divorce his wife. To the rest I say this, I, not the Lord. If any brother has a wife who is not a believer, and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer, and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. But as it is, they are holy. But if the unbeliever leaves, let it be so. 
the brother or the sister is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace. How do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is the rule I lay down in all the churches. Was a man already circumcised when he was called? He should not become uncircumcised. Was a man uncircumcised when he was called? He should not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. Keeping God's commands is what counts. Each person should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. Were you a slave when you were called? Don't let it trouble you. Although if you can gain your freedom, do so. For the one who was a slave when called to faith in the Lord is the Lord's freed person. Similarly, the one who was freed when called is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of human beings. Brothers and sisters, each person as responsible to God should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. Now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I give a judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Because of the present crisis, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you pledged to a woman? Do not seek to be released. Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned, and if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life, and I want to spare you this. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not, those who mourn as if they did not, those who are happy as if they were not, those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep, those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them, for this world in its present form is passing away. I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way, in undivided devotion to the Lord. If anyone is worried that he might not be acting honorably toward the virgin he is engaged to, and if his passions are too strong, and he feels he ought to marry, he should do as he wants. He is not sinning. They should get married. But the man who has settled the matter in his own mind, who is under no compulsion but has control over his own will, and who has made up his mind not to marry the virgin, this man also does the right thing. So then, he who marries the virgin does right, but he who does not marry her does better. A woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, but he must belong to the Lord. In my judgment, she is happier if she stays as she is, and I think that I too have the Spirit of God. Now about food sacrificed to idols, we know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. 
But whoever loves God is known by God. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world, and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came, and for whom we live, and there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came, and through whom we live. But not everyone possesses this knowledge. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to a god, and since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat, and no better if we do. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you, with all your knowledge, eating in an idol's temple, won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause them to fall. The letters from Paul to Corinth continue today. And we see harsh words from Paul on different topics of importance. And we're going to encounter more of the same tomorrow. So we'll just pause with Paul there for today and get all caught up uh, tomorrow as we take on topics that can tend to be uh, touchy and, well, tricky, if I'm being honest, uh, because we have to remember context, the place and time and history that such things are being written in uh, a specific time and place and culture. And without that understanding, you can either be really pro-Paul or you can be really anti-Paul. So we always want to remember context of scripture is essential to what we're reading. Jesus, thank you for this time together. We thank you for closing out this month as we head into the final month of the year. It's a big one. And so many things come for so many people during the holidays. Maybe not as much joy as they wish, not as much peace as they wish and maybe some are entering a season of just really difficult pain i remember them here today and remember how you said you would never leave us you would never forsake us and you even blessed those that are suffering you blessed so many that we would walk past that we would tend to overlook and so we know that you are for them. Your words, your gospel, your truths are for them as much as anybody else. So if peace is just impossible to find, if joy just is not found anywhere, I pray that what we would hold on to is the truth that you will never leave us, never forsake us. You are with us and no one knows suffering more than you. While fully human, and fully God. 
pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. Check it out if you have not. That's the app. It's uh, an exciting time here at Christmas at the Daily Audio Bible when there is a very unique and very limited exclusive products uh, created for your enjoyment through the Christmas holiday. So if you've not heard about it, uh, you can go to the store, check out and get in on the Christmas vinyl initiative all going towards uh, the advancement of the technology of the Daily Audio Bible app. We really truly do try to keep it as easy, uh, as accessible, and as user-friendly for everyone that may or may not come across uh, the Daily Audio Bible app. So how that works is any donation of $25 or more gets you at least one vinyl. There are five to purchase. For $125, you could have the whole collection, but it's not required. One, two, three, four, or five. And on vinyl, we have uh, the Sleep album, the Heart album, Maxwell's Christmas Time album, the Family Christmas album, and the soundtrack to Promised Land. So all five of those are available, $25 a piece, all five, $125, uh, and any number in between. And of course, you can still donate this year to the Daily Audio Bible. We thank you so much for your partnership. Could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or utilizing that app, you can hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner. And lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in 800-583-2164. And once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner. You have two minutes on the app. Hit submit at the end, turn the wheels chronological and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow and start a brand new month with the reminder that as we end one well, if we begin another, you can simply begin again anytime you need to, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you've been through. The gospel is true for you. There is no condemnation through Christ. And you are welcome to come back home at any point if you lose your way. If that's not one of the greatest gifts that we can never deserve, but given so freely. And I, for one, who am incredibly, eternally grateful for that truth and that promise. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. And I can't wait. Until then, love one another. Hey, this is Kristen, a.k.a. Christ in Me, and I am calling in to pray for Simone um, from Texas. Um, 
Lord, we just thank you that Simone's uh, kidney numbers are doing better, Lord. We just praise you for that. And Lord, we would just pray that her blood pressure would would just become normal and um, she would not have to um, deal with any other kind of effects from her blood pressure, um, Lord, that she would just be healed in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, we do lift her up um, for this, this the, the thing that, um, that she has to go to um, get further testing on. Lord, we just pray that this would just be benign. There would be nothing wrong, um, Lord. And we just pray that you would just give her peace and comfort her in this time while she waits for these for this um, testing to be done, Lord. We just ask that you would just wrap her in your wings and give her the peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hi, DABC. It's Emmy from Illinois calling in with an update on my daughter. She has an atrium septal defect, which is a flap of skin that's supposed to seal off at birth and did not fully seal, so there's some blood flow happening and that they're dilated. Um, the two sides of the, that side of the heart um, are dilated. So the doctor is going to have us talk with a pediatric cardiologist. Um, we are waiting to find out when we can get that scheduled. <clears throat> and then depending on what he says, it may be a monitor situation for a while, or it could be that things have to be um, fixed by either open heart surgery or a more minor laser type procedure. Um, so if you could just pray that it's not any of the invasive types and we can just monitor or even more so that God would just miraculously heal the spot and it would no longer be there, that it would close up on its own. Um, I would really appreciate it. It's added some extra levels of stress as you can all imagine in addition to trying to figure out what I'm doing with my marriage, if I should step away for a while or if I should stay. Um, I just don't know what I should do. I was feeling pretty confident that I should say something after Thanksgiving, and now I don't even know if I should say anything. Um, I just know I'm unwanted in this home right now, and I don't know if I should pursue leaving or if I should stay and continue to pray that God <laughs> makes me feel wanted, um, allows me to be wanted and appreciated in my home. So if you could pray for my daughter and myself, thank you. Smith regarding Kristen and Jake who have been separated and are in need of your intervention. God, I don't know where they stand spiritually, but if there is a break in their relationship with you, will you mend that relationship first so that God, they can get in right standing with one another? Lord, we thank you that you are the mender and the healer of broken things. And we trust, God, that you're at work because we know you hate divorce. So, God, please touch Jake and 
Kristen's heart. May they hear your voice speaking to them concerning the issues in their lives. And then, Father, will you bring them to the table of reconciliation and restoration. And we give you thanks in advance because we know you are at work. We trust your will to be done for this couple in Jesus' name. And then, Father, I lift up Joy from Mexico as she has been dealing with quite a bit. Thank you for this young lady's heart, for missions, and uh, just for wanting to advance your kingdom. God, will you strengthen her and surround her on every side regarding all that she's got going on. Give her comfort to know that you are there with her in the struggle and that you will see her through spiritually, emotionally, and physically. In Jesus' name, amen. And then finally, to Emmy in Illinois, I just wanted to challenge you to please make sure you get some spiritual counsel and advice and wisdom before you make that decision.